Real fast, I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. It's a lighthearted news podcast. It comes out on Saturdays, and I have forced my co-host, Todd Perry, to join me here to help me tell you about our new venture. Todd, why should they listen? Well, I mean, a lot of people, they think, oh, it's the Upworthy podcast. It's just going to be sunshine, and it's going to be unicorns. But you know what? It's really not that. Allison doesn't have the ability, she doesn't have it in her to actually be that person that I thought we were hiring when we did this show. But clearly, after just a couple episodes, the facade dropped, okay? I thought, you know, she's doing the Upworthy show, it's not going to be like, oh, neurotic, cynical, Allison, but no, she's there. So, you know, I try to counteract that with some of my good vibes. <laughs> um, and, uh, I would argue that if one person is coming off as a little bit cynical and unhinged right now, it's not me. It comes out every Saturday, wherever you get podcasts. Bye. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with the good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here in my studio in person on a unseasonably cold Los Angeles day. I love Maybe. the meteorology parts of the show. That's my favorite. It's people tune in <laughs> for yeah. the weather. They don't get it on time, but it's still of interest, I think. they Here's the thing. They tune in for the weather. I know. They get an interview sometimes. Did you ever consider being a meteorologist? I never did. You would make an awesome meteorologist. <gasps> Thank you, Joel yeah. Stein, my guest today, repeat <laughs> guest, who's a journalist and author and now a podcaster because Lord knows oh, we sorry. need more I'm podcasts. So sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, yeah. don't apologize. But oh, you mean, wait, are you apologizing for, for entering having... the podcasting field? Oh, yeah, you should apologize yeah. for that. But no one was reading. I'd write articles, and getting someone to read an article was like asking them to read like an epic poem or something. Like it mm. become too hard for people to read. So I now have this podcast where we, we save people from reading, right? Like it's called Story of the Week, and we take one of those long, fascinating stories from The New Yorker or The Atlantic that you meant to read but didn't, yes. and we get the author on, and they just tell us the story. It's a good idea because, like, I have one of those apps that. Um, oh yeah, they read them to you. It's no, just, oh, no, I don't oh, have one of those. Autumn or okay, no. I got to get one of those. No, 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 just do mine. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, I shouldn't have mentioned that. Uh, what's it called? Nothing. Autumn. Nothing. You said yeah. is that no, A U no, no. A U D M? Oh, uh, do I get it at the app store? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I have, you know, I think I have Pocket, Pocket, where I, I just like one. click. Oh, oh, yeah, Pocket, yeah. you save the story that you yes. you tell yourself you're going to read one day and then never yes. read. I feel like even It's the equivalent it, of your uh, bathroom pile. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is so dusty, by the way. The bathroom pile? Mm -hmm. Or your, or your uh, Pocket app? I mean, my Pocket app has virtual dust they on sh it. They should do that. As, you, yeah. as they pile oh, up and you haven't yes. read them, they should put a little dust on them. Yes. That I should run everything. You should run everything. I know. I know. But anyway, um, no, all the piles of magazines in the bathroom had like a more than fine layer of dust. They had a thick layer of dust yeah. on them. But then my yeah. mother-in-law was in town recently uh -oh. and she is like a human Roomba. 
Oh. She loves to clean. She loves oh. to organize. And it sound it sounds like that would be um not a Jew. Not a Jew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, but it but it also sounds like it would be like well, do you want someone going through your stuff? And at the beginning, I thought maybe not. But this mm. many years into marriage, and this many years into realizing, like I'm very bad at all that stuff, I'm just like, yes, please, have your way with our stuff. And she's like, do you want me to clean your bathroom? And I was like, sure. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. I said, I, she's, I've never let her before, but because I was sick, as you know, yeah. Uh, you, were, you were either sick or faking sick every time that I was supposed to come over here. This, this. podcast, you had there rubella. Was, I had you had diphtheria. Yeah. I had um, something you called the grip. I, th- I thought that meant just the flu, but I wasn't sure. I was in the grips of the grip. Yep. I had whooping um, cough. Whooping cough. Yeah. I had the clap, which I knew what that was. <laughs> the clap. I didn't know why that prevented us from just doing a podcast. I had I had crabs. <laughs> I had soft shell crabs. I had sand dabs. <laughs> I had Dover Soul. Now that people have less pubic hair, do they still get crabs? Or is that, is, is, am I, is that really ignorant? It has nothing to do with that. No, I think that's a great question. Thank you. Because isn't that something... Okay, like back in the day of I don't know which disease, didn't they have to shave you? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm getting all <laughs> no, of I think, my... I'm I think getting, like for a hernia operation, for lots of operations, they would shave you. Mm-hmm. But isn't that part of... We were having a casual discussion of persecution outside as yeah. two people who are Jewish yes. often do. Cause the, have you told your listeners about the arson on your street? It was not on my street, but oh. it was in Burbank. Okay. Um, there's a bookstore, uh, called the Iliad, a used bookstore. Do you know this bookstore, mm-hmm. Tony? Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I actually haven't been there, but it's a very popular bookstore in, is it Burbank or North Hollywood? That's a good question. I think it might 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 technically be North Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting further. I know. (laughs) (laughs) As the story goes on, it's not going to be in Tel Aviv. (laughs) (laughs) There was an arson there. It's more than attempted arson, but it didn't actually damage a lot. They they were able to put it out quickly. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I know. It's weird that it didn't get a lot of news. Maybe because it didn't do a lot of damage. Um, But yeah, and they like flew an flew. They threw an anti-Semitic pam. It was like a anti-Semitic arson situation also there. kind of an idiot like if you're gonna yeah. leave a message in a pamphlet don't set something on fire exactly <laughs> yeah have a different system for leaving a message right maybe there's a things- stone right yes if you're an arsonist you know there maybe the reason that it didn't get a lot of reporting is because there's something <laughs> you made it up <laughs> it's, because I, it's because i didn't call it into the right papers no i Heard about it on Nextdoor. Oh, boy. No, but I... <laughs> yeah, that's trustworthy. Wait, no, but also I swear like Andy Richter was posting about it. <laughs> so you know it's real. <laughs> Your news sources are amazing. <laughs> I know. But anyway, no, I swear this is... Look at... Tony, will you look it up? I, I First of all, the first headline I see, fire at Iliad Bookshop in Not North Not made up. So it does say in North Hollywood. But does wow, it also all, say... Richter really hits all the facts right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but does it say not made up also? Yeah, that's the the uh, <laughs> spacing on the word. What else does uh, it say? I'm looking. The, every time I try to use your internet out here, it's very slow for it's, me. I know. Oh, it's wow. bad. Uh, here we go. Uh, well, don't, don't sit and wait for me to read the whole thing. It's a whole article. <laughs> okay, fine. What was I in the... Oh, yes, I know. Isn't that par- part of why they would... They... Everyone knows what they I'm talking about, right? You're talking about the anti-Semites or the body shavers? 
the most famous anti-Semitic body shapers. Oh, why they would do oh, that was oh. because of lice and things like that. Yes, that's true. But right, so therefore, uh, it would follow oh, yeah. that yeah. getting rid of pubic hair would cut down on crabs. That's what I would guess. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. What a great thing we've we've solved the we've entire disease. It. Yes, we have. Just by, by changing our uh, sexual uh, habits. Yeah, but if that's the right phrase. Yeah. Um. Well, here's a question then, and I don't know who hair can is a question. Hair is a question, nice. <laughs> and I don't know who can answer it because okay. you've been married for a long time. I have. I'm not looking at a lot of vaginas, right? And I've been married for a long time. Both. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reading about the alien. What, what did I miss? Um, okay. We want to know about ladies' bush habits. And <laughs> you Joel came and, to the right place. <laughs> Joel and I don't know. Well, actually, but you're like a man and you're, you know, you're plugged into culture. Right. <laughs> so I would say that Joel might not know because he's been married for a while. I don't know because I'm not looking at vaginas and I've been married for a while. And so you're our source. Source, even though you're Are you now asking in a relationship. If, if people still have a lot of pubic hair? What's going on pubic hair wise out there? I is mean, it still pretty it just depends bald? on the person. Because Joel it's... is mounting an argument that crabs are gone now that yep. everyone's bald. <laughs> Eradicated. They're the smallpox of uh, venereal disease. Except that that means they're coming back because isn't smallpox back? Yeah, well, here and there you'll see a crab. Right. So here and there you'll see pubic hair? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, is it still pretty shorn out there? I, I don't think that changed. Yeah, I think I think that for was me a, personally, it did. Oh, really? Yeah, it came back. Oh, yeah, full on. We're talking seventies like situation. Cover here. of a Black Crows album back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, interesting. Sometimes okay. I can't. Sometimes let me just put it this way. Do it. When we go to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I get into a bathing suit, right? I have to go into the bathroom. With a hedge trimmer and just get things tidied up. Okay. That's how insane I've allowed it to become. So so just Hawaii. That's <laughs> the only time I get into a bathing suit. <laughs> okay. I guess I could, I could make that less of an obnoxious statement. Were I to get into a bathing suit, I would have to do a little bit of topiary trimming. Yeah, no. Um, I... I'm not proud of what happened. No. Allow, allow me what? to explain. Okay. There's no shame here. This is a, <laughs> For, I feel a safe shame. zone. Yeah. Okay. I feel shame. Yeah. Allow me to explain. It used to be manicured. Uh, By professionals. L- more, more like a, a, a self, a self manicured situation. This is like the nineties by the J sisters. Wait, who are the J sisters? I'm really these are old references. Um they were like the first Brazilian waxers like oh. in Manhattan and like the Sex in the City would reference them. Oh, like, in the New York yes. Times. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was thinking of have you heard of the Striker sisters? They do brows and other things. No, I wonder if they're are they also Brazilian? I don't think so. So there are sisters all over the world, you're saying? I think yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Oh yeah. Good to know. Any family can have sisters. Okay. Yeah. Mine doesn't, so I didn't okay, know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, but, so that means there's no one in your family that performs waxing? Everyone's on their own. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we go to, we go to other sisters. It's good. We outsource. You, it's good that you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's open-minded. But mostly so, Brazilians. Okay. So anyway, it, 
I would almost say, you know, when like you give yourself, you might not actually know this, you, but it's like a famous trope. Like you try to give yourself a bang trim mm. and then you like cut too much. And then you got to straighten it out and you cut too much. Yeah, no, it's a comedy trope. Yeah. Yeah. Before long, there's not much there. That was the situation I had been dealing with for years and I was fine with it, but it probably was like. You were going for a very certain look and you couldn't accomplish it? Well, no, I just mean it was like there was, it was like a hint of, it was like, bar- there was just barely anything. A little there. stripe. Yeah, but it was like. Who, was, who are we kidding? It was a zigzaggy kind of stripe. It was like barely a stripe. It was just there for, was just like a tiny soul patch of nothing, and it was just there to make you feel like I've, I haven't taken it all off. I'm not. Yeah, child. I'm not. I'm an adult. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, it was like so. Yeah. It kept getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, like Hitlery. No. Okay. I'm trying to think if there what even was anything that was like a tiny bit. So okay. then when I got pregnant. It became more and more difficult to maintain. Do anything, yeah. And also, it I felt like it grew back quicker, faster, and faster. Oh, interesting. Yes, and body hair in general, or well, pregnancy so weird. My head hair became. I had the best head hair in my life. During pregnancy, yeah, it's okay. weird to describe it as head hair, but no. I feel like I need to. I need to explain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I had the best head of hair. I nice. mean, it was so full and voluminous. So I think something was going, on, but I wasn't noticing body hair elsewhere. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh my god, my mustache is wild and crazy okay. or anything. Um, so mostly just my head hair, and and down my crotch was just like itchy so oh sure <laughs> scratchy and itchy <clears throat> is that a red and stimpy thing itchy and, itchy scratchy. and scratchy itchy scratchy show is uh simpsons. simpsons okay so any now i'm dating now it's a nine that, still on yeah okay so uh so then i thought what am i doing i'm going to give up this ghost mm-hmm. and i did is that a conversation one has with their uh partner or is that just a... I just... It's no. your body. It's your right. Mm-hmm. We've learned one thing in the last year. Yeah. 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 No, but this was, this was longer ago than last year. I just... I, you know, I'm trying to remember if, I had, if it was a conversation I had with Daniel. If I did, it wasn't for feedback. It was more of a like, this is what's happening. Just some FI, FYI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then... At that point, it just like it would. It's like giving up smoking, mm-hmm. even though you're tempted to go back. You you don't want to lose all the hard work. Oh, you're proud of what you've accomplished there. Well, it's just like there's just going to be so much itch all over again. Oh, a right. little bit, starting all over, kind of, and also a little bit after. Going through all that and having a baby, there's mm-hmm. just a little bit of like, um, I am not going to do that, whatever that is to my body again. Fuck all of you. I don't even know what that is. I think I know what you're saying. Are you saying you've performed your reproductive function? <laughs> yes. And now you've got, you've moved on to other stages of life. Yeah, it's a little bit of a fuck you between my legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I got pregnant again, oh, I yeah. was ready to not be super itchy. 
Because I already had a, a grown-in. Oh, so it worked out well. Yeah. Your plan worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you, I didn't have to go through. I didn't have to go through growing it in and being itchy again. You were already there. I was already there. Yeah. Yeah. And now, sometimes I'll catch sight of myself in the mirror and I think, I can't believe this is where I am. Oh. But it, yeah. But I don't care. But right. I've talked to other women. Right. I would almost say their names, but I feel like I shouldn't. They're also. I've talked to other female podcasters. Cheryl Teagues. <laughs> <laughs> I love her podcast. <laughs> she's so it's, surprising, isn't it? Yes, I know she's all science. <laughs> Did not I like, see that coming. Neil deGrasse Tyson and Cheryl Teagues are who I turn to who, when who, I wonder about my place in the universe. Yeah, who's going to get to it first? Like if you're wondering, about I know, <laughs> I know. Um, shit's amazing. Yeah. Um, so these other women who are not Cheryl, Cheryl Teagues, but and Cheryl Teagues. Okay, both. Yeah, when yeah. I talk to them. Bo Derek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are sporting the full 70s push too. Okay. Yeah, for same reasons in pregnancy, they just decided I'm just going to let it come back. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're talking to you about your podcast, though. <laughs> I, well, the extensive notes you've taken before I came on here are pretty amazing. <laughs> and I hope we get to all of that. <laughs> Alice, can I read the, the, what you've written on this? No! <laughs> she, she has a notepad she, with my name on it and she then okay. hit it about now. five just, words. Okay. And then like it yes. just trails off. Like she drool and then sleep. That's <laughs> what happens. I will let you read it. Okay. However, please know the notes are in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're also on this paper. <laughs> One is. Let me see what it is. Okay. Has my name. And it says. this is the whole it's a whole sheet of paper that she's used for this so many podcasts why yours (laughs) it's a new pad that was gonna drive you through this it's a brand new pad there's nothing else in this entire pad yeah i I started a pad for you are there is there other pads with for other guests that i could compare to In the house. But are they just like pages and pages of notes? No, I, d- I don't always take notes. Oh, so this is more than usual. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Again, <laughs> says Joel Stein, so many podcasts, why yours? Yeah. And... Were you thinking this was going to be like a press conference? <laughs> like a Biden kind of thing where you maybe get one shot if they called on you and that was what you're going to go with? Inflation. So many podcasts, why yours? <laughs> Ukraine. This is your plan. Well, you know, I just mean like, I think I already asked it. No, I agree. I don't, I think there are too many podcasts, Mm -hmm. um, but people won't read and I didn't know what else to do. And it was a really simple idea. Like it was just, I get other people, it's lazy. I get other people to tell me their articles is basically all I didn't really mean, I meant it more in a friendly joking way. No, I I, I asked myself the same question. Like I'm clearly the last person to have a podcast, at least in Los Angeles. So yeah, I had resisted for a while, and uh, and then they broke me. Oh, they, oh, they came to you. Well, um, no, I pitched it to P- Pushkin, the Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, they, the podcast culture, broke you. Yeah, it just became so hard to continue to write articles that didn't pay much and no one saw, and like the people who come on my podcast are spending six months yeah. reporting this stuff out and getting paid very little, and they love it, and it's become like being a poet or something, mm-hmm. being a. a a magazine writer. Long-form journalist. Yeah. Yeah, it's become something that you do in addition to having your, you know, professor job or in, you, know, you have some other way to make money almost at this point. 
Is that what's going on with the people who've come on the on your show? Do they have other jobs? That's a good question. Um, yeah, Reza Aslan. I feel mm-hmm. like he is literally a professor and he makes TV shows. Um, AJ Jacobs. Does he have another job? He did a podcast for a while. Yeah. Um, well, he's a he writes books. Writes books. Books are still kind of yeah. a thing. Uh, yeah, I think it's a mix. Like some people are are no, they all seem to have other jobs. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy what's happened. Okay, so the podcast is called Story of the Week yeah. with Joel Stein. Yeah, that's not in your notes. You just know that. I know. See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. The notes yeah. are up oh, here. Oh, I keep w- the notes in my pubic hair. I, <laughs> and you have not had um, any experiences with the pubic lice, the crabs? No, I haven't. Okay. But I've now been very I, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I'm not sleeping around either. I mean, maybe had Why are you wait. winking? <laughs> Is that it, me? Are you just trying to tell me you're sleeping around? Or you're interested in me personally. <laughs> also, that's um, not how you wink. You went with both eyes. <laughs> um, I am very interested in theme songs, and and, oh. I, and I know you are too. And you, yes. I love your theme songs. Thank you. And I, they have a real, um, they have a fifties vibe, mm. but they also have a real paul schaffery kind of attitude where the humor is like i can't believe we're singing about this mm-hmm. i went a different route with my theme song i love your theme song i love my theme that's the best name about my show by far it, it is the what? theme song it, and we got jonathan colton to do it mm-hmm. and i asked him to do what sherwood schwartz did uh, oh nice the guy who created and wrote yes. the theme songs for gilligan's island and the brady bunch you know or, or something like gary shandling did for its gary shandling show mm-hmm. where you the song does the work or the nanny right the song does the work of explaining the show so i don't have to start every show by explaining what we're about to do um i i I always love theme songs and i was kind of obsessed and that's where we spent our budget i love that so uh did you write the lyrics or did he no jonathan did it i mean we we talked about but he's no he just wrote them so tell us what the lyrics are or tell us can you just play it or you don't do that here no we should because my singing voice is bad and i'd be tempted to sing yeah let's play it Tony. I didn't mean yeah, to make you me, do uh, something. No, that's okay. Yeah. Without uh, good internet, are yeah, you able to pull it up? That's, that's my concern. I forgot that everything was done in real time. That's okay. My no. podcast takes forever. We like Ooh. interview someone for like Let's an hour and a that. half. This is a full-time job. I did not see this coming. We interview someone for way too long, and then we there's all this time cutting it. We don't, we want, if the idea is you're not going to go read this, we're going to save you some time. We want it to be under 30. So we right. cut it down to 30. I And in order to do that, because these stories are complicated... I have to pop in with all this this VO to explain what's going on in the story because it turns out that writing is a really efficient medium, <laughs> which I didn't see coming. So like a really long story, you can't tell in a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. by talking. Yeah. So we have to really simplify these stories, which is a little bit of a bummer. Or I would have liked to do like one of those Dak Shepardy two hour long podcasts, mm-hmm. but then the the smart people at Pushkin were like, we will not do that. There's okay. no financial model there. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I always wonder um, about the like produced, edited podcast Forever. versus something like this. Miserable. I know that AJ Jacobs, I don't know if you guys talked about this at all. I know that his experience doing a podcast was that it was just a lot of a lot of work. I'm in my closet all the time because that's mm-hmm. where I do your voiceover. They say it sounds better in there. Yes. So I'm the in my clothes. Closet. Soak up the, the sound. Ugh. If I just 
if I could just do it into your crotch, it would probably sound just as good. <laughs> but, Why uh, are you winking at me? <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I have my closet. And what I also didn't realize was that um, my seemingly liberal wife and 13-year-old son would see this as a huge opportunity to make incredibly homophobic jokes about me being in the closet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really frustrating, and I am offended. Yeah. What do you say to them when they do this? I just uh, disapproval. Okay. I just talk to them about their homophobia and where that comes from and what they're afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. They don't find that funny, though. <laughs> so I I have it ready, but I also, I don't know if, is there a pre-roll ad by chance? So oh, I, I say it. we play it and right. then just cut it out afterwards. Okay, here we go. Writing is hard, who's got that kind of time? When you're already busy trying to be Joe Stein So he turns on a mic, maybe twiddles a knob Calls a journalist friend who's got an actual job Auditory, single story, just listen to smart people speak Conversation filled with information, it's the story of AJ Jacobs, the nicest man. I love it. And you, you have it end with AJ Jacobs every week? <laughs> yeah, that was Jonathan's choice. And like he's a genius. I'm not going to mess with him. But <laughs> seems it seems confusing. It does seem confusing. But yeah. I, how do you give someone a note on a song? I don't like, know. I don't know either. I just kept quiet. I don't know. Yeah. And was that the first version he handed you? And you're like, amazing. Totally. So yeah. good. And then um, back in the 90s, I had uh, this failed cartoon vh1 show that only aired in like canada and south africa uh-huh. and the fountains of wayne did my theme song called hey joel that was also really good so i've had i've had really good experiences with theme songs wait what was your cartoon show was it in the style of your time magazine cartoons sort of um it was a little different. So this guy, Robert Risco, worked for Vanity Fair, did the drawings. And uh, Fountains of Wayne did two songs per episode. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, wow. the show wasn't great, but the, uh, the song was great. Yeah. I'm uh, really focused on theme songs more than any other content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're like a, a, an auditory guy. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. Is it because your eyesight's going? It's partly because my eyesight's going. You've got the reading glasses. I do. Yes. Yeah. What What number? Like there's always a plus or. They're a, prescription. No, um, they're not. Reading. What do you mean? Well, so maybe they're not reading glasses. They're prescription glasses for. You have like an astigmatism or something? Well, I do have an astigmatism. I didn't mean actually. to say it like that. Yeah. Excuse me. But that's not what they're. They're not to correct that. They're. But they are. Can I try them on? Sure. They are. Uh, I won't get crabs from this. <laughs> well, I can't guarantee anything. Oh, oh, oh. No, they're just. Oh, no, they're not just reading glasses, right? They are. Well, they are. They're prescription reading glasses. What does that mean? They're, it means they're that- not. You go ahead. Sorry. Why am I so angry? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Please explain. Jesus Please explain. Christ. <laughs> you know, you're reminding me of my husband right now in that. When he doesn't understand something, mm-hmm. yeah. he gets like frustrated, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm not angry." When I can't understand something, it comes. It seems like I'm angry, and I'm like, "I don't care." It feels like you're angry. Angerosity. Sure, it's when you're curious and angry at the same time. Yeah, this is like the hangry of mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So okay. Anyway, anyway let me. I hear their prescription uh, reading glasses. <laughs> Good. 
Um, they are because I cannot read up close without some kind of lens. Are you or- defining reading glasses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Because it's really well, right in the phrase. Yeah. The ones that I would buy at CVS mm-hmm. do not work as well as ones that <laughs> – no, I'm explaining a prescription. I think that there are one eye is a little bit different than the other, so oh, it's a little bit stronger oh, for okay. one eye. And maybe it's, like, more dialed in based on, like, focal pointer. I, I never needed glasses until I became mm-hmm. ancient. Um, so I don't know if it has to do with, like – specific to like my pupillary distance or retina something. Yeah, that's right. Or, that's the science. That's, you got that from the Cheryl's from Cheryl, podcast. Cheryl, yeah. yeah. She did a whole episode on it. Because generally, reading glasses are just magnifying glasses. Yes. Yeah. I think it has to do with one uh, one it's, needing more than okay. the other. And maybe the uh, oh, astigmatism. I can see it now looking at you. Can you? Yeah, the left one, right? Is more what? I do have a little bit of a record... I'm a Rebecca de Mornay face. <laughs> Rebecca de Mornay is what I was trying to say. How, how so? I feel like I'm a little bit. I know everyone's asymmetrical, but I feel like I'm a little more asymmetrical. Oh than no, normal. not at all. Thank you. No. Well, now all kids, my kids didn't, but those helmets that make their heads perfectly round like melon ballers. Wait, they're still doing the helmets? I thought that was like a fad. They are still doing the fucking helmets. Helmets are still big. They're so big now. Wow. Okay. Both my kids were the, offered referrals for helmets. And they're not cheap the helmets, right? No. How much are, they're not like bike helmets. How much are the helmets? They're like a few thousand. And why are they better than bike helmets? Because they shape your head? Wait, is oh, it, yeah. It's an aesthetic thing? The it's, an a, it's an aesthetic. So oh, for anyone. They're like who, braces for the head? It's exactly like that. And okay, so for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. The helmet is a syndrome oh, is a syndrome. huge thing that they you were, don't know about and you don't become frightened about it until I saw them in the eighties and they rocked. <laughs> <laughs> until you go shopping for your baby and you see a wall of items to prevent flathead syndrome and you're like, What Wait, is I, this? What store is this? Bye bye baby. Okay. Or any baby store. Which is B U I B U I baby? Yes. Okay. It is. Um when we were little, we slept on our tummies because that is how you're supposed to put a baby down so they don't choke on their own vomit or something. Oh, the, and the the sudden end from death syndrome, or that's something else. Well, it is all like related to that. Okay. But then at a certain point, they realized actually it's unsafe to have kids sleeping on their tummies. They should be sleeping on their backs. And that the the incidence of kids choking, like this idea that they're going to aspirate on their own, you know. Keith Moon style. Yes, that doesn't happen. Okay. They should be sleeping on their backs. Uh, however, when they sleep on their backs because their heads are soft, like their bones are not, you know, their heads are pretty soft when they're born. It creates a flat back of the head. Um, and so you have to like keep posi- repositioning them and doing tummy time. And it's like a tummy whole, time, yeah. whole thing you have to no, do. No, tummy time had a different purpose. That was... Right? It's to prevent flathead, but it's also to like get them to learn to hold their head up. But according to what you're saying, having, this is what good. You know, it's not just from you. It's you and Cheryl Teagues. From what the two of you are saying, yeah. I was a child in the 70s mm-hmm. when I'm sure you're saying we slept on our, our yes. tummies. Yeah. Okay. And then someone moved us the kids to their backs. Yeah. And then their heads were flat for the rest of their lives. Okay. I think it's all bullshit. Oh, wow. A this is a strong bit. stance. Okay. Oh, well, I think it's all bullshit. And yet I'm also saying that the reason I have a Rebecca DeMornay head and face might be because Do you I have a flat have... head? 
No, 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 no. I oh. don't. But I don't have a perfectly symmetrical situation happening. Is that it's related to flathead? I don't know. It might be. So anyway, I don't know. So no, not flathead. But the helmets also. Well, I don't think I have a flat. I don't have a flat head, but it's hard to tell because of hair. Once the hair happens, you don't know anymore. So anyway, I shaved my head and it was weird. Really? Yeah. Like everyone thinks they have a real nice head under there. You don't. Did you shave your head because of pubic lice? (laughs) I did. (laughs) I was really going at it and they just wound up everywhere. Yeah. Well, so um, anyway, babies oftentimes will have flat heads or they'll be like misshapen or whatever. And then you get a referral to get this cranial helmet, which perfectly shapes the baby's head and they have to wear it like. 23 hours a day or that's invisalign it's something like 20 like okay. most except for when they no i think it is 23 hours a day they get really stinky huh. they, p- people claim that the babies don't mind them except it seems like it's probably uncomfortable but like when they the helmets come off they have this perfectly round head adorable some people think it is kind of a, a crock um there was a study done that after some number of years no one could tell who had had helmets and who hadn't. I think it was probably a small study, though. But I, I liked. Can tell. I can totally tell. You can tell. Yeah. I liked that study because I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this with my kids." Sometimes insurance will pay for it. Sometimes it won't. How flat does it have to be for insurance? Or it depends what kind of insurance you have. Um, for Owen, uh, they would not pay for it. Not flat enough. No, it wasn't flat enough. Yeah. Did you think about maybe flattening it a little bit? <laughs> Just. I tried to close it in a door, and it still would, <laughs> they still wouldn't. Um, so I think it would have been a few thousand. I'm going to ask some very ignorant questions. Please. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it seems like messing with someone's head is a, is bad. Like, Our pediatrician was like, oh. Like their heads th- are growing pretty fast. Like, yeah. And their brains are in there, technically, I think. That's what Cheryl Teague said. Yeah. And therefore, I, would you really want to mess with like the... The thing's growing. I don't know. I'm not even, you know, I've convinced myself out of wearing a helmet when I'm on a bike. This seems dangerous. I mean, it's not constricting. It's not that kind of helmet? It's not What's like, the helmet for then? It's a. It's like braces or is it so to, they don't bump their head? It's like braces. No, it's not. It's, so it's shaping their bone. It is shaping the this way. This is like what Chinese people used to do yeah, to it, girls' feet, it's right? Not, well, but it's not binding it. It's okay. just... Like putting a I feel little, like I'm, I'm this close to getting a cause. It's like, like this might be the thing I, I fight for. It's like putting, you know what it is? It's when they sleep, they're putting pressure on like one side of the head. Mm-hmm. And so it's making it grow in like a funky way. And then when they get up, they have this like orb shaped head. This is very confusing. I probably the way and the way I'm explaining. No, it is I'm just thinking helping. in the rest it's, of the animal kingdom, they don't seem to have this problem. When my dog wakes up, she often has a squished-looking face. Oh, do you but get, then it like get a face helmet for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, I think what it, it what it does is it like makes it so that when they sleep, you know, I don't even know anymore. But you got I, you got these helmets. No, we didn't get the helmet. Oh no, 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 oh, no, no. You no, thought no. about it, but the insurance wouldn't cover it. No, You're like I was. We don't love our child that much. I was opposed to it from the beginning okay. because it struck me as sort of like uncomfortable for the kid. Yeah. A pain for me to yep. have to drive. Yeah, and you won't just, even shave your pubes. You know, there's no way you're driving I'm to the helmet lazy, guy. Yeah. But also, it just struck me as like this is. It feels in my soul like yeah. it might be BS. <sighs> yeah, but it 
supposedly like it does correct like when i wear glasses or sunglasses like they do sit a little higher on one side because of my asymmetry in my face mm-hmm. and this is supposed to correct stuff like that when you put glasses on they don't sit right tiny bit off like noticeably mm-hmm. can you put your glasses back on <laughs> to me it is noticeable oh yeah that's fucked up do you see what i'm saying what is going on there it, it's a little bit off <laughs> I think you just need to straighten your glasses. Oh, see, <laughs> the you arms see of the glasses. All right. No, I'm just kidding. I can't tell. You look phenomenal. Glasses or no glasses. Okay. Thank you. I, um, yeah. Can we go back to something? Because I did yeah. cut you off at the beginning. You think I'd be? It would have been a good weather girl. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to ask on the helmet thing. Mm, we'll oh, get yeah. back to the weather girl. Did you? Um, did you circumcise your children? I do not share that information okay, on the that's, podcast. That's not yours. That's right. Good for you. That's theirs. The reason I don't okay. share that information is because my husband feels we should not share that information. I think he's probably right. I think he's right. Yep. If it were up to me, though. No, let's let's move on. You know, I just want to explain okay. how my instincts but are I, bad. I feel like you're. if, if we talk too long, you're going to spit it out. I'm nervous know, for you. You're right. Yeah. I just know you, and I think we should move on. Okay, why would you be a good meteorologist? I think you got to. I think you got to bounce. You're saving me from myself. Yeah, someone has to. <laughs> yeah, I am like the, the moral helmet for you. Oh my god, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, um, I think you got a bouncy personality. You've got a bit of the look of the the weather girl look. I think you'd look good in something spangly, right? Thank you. And you Tony. seem and you seem very interested in the weather. Like what? What did I do? No, no, I'm not. No, I'm saying that was not a, a that was not an accusatory Tony. It was a Tony. Be my witness. I've been <laughs> described as bouncy. Hey, I yeah, I I'm here taking notes. Is yeah. bouncy? <laughs> well, because not yeah. everyone feels I'm. Sometimes I'm bouncy, but sometimes I'm like a like a. Yeah, you stop bouncing right there. <laughs> she's not bouncy t- to me. I know that. Oh, wow. Should we talk? Is that what this oh, it, is about? It's talked, it's talked about quite a Oh, I wasn't even show. thinking about my my abuse of you. I was just thinking, <laughs> I was thinking more about like I could be like a wet blanket or like a limp See, noodle. But even your, even your metaphors are very weather related. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and I never considered it. Did you understand like what happens when like a cold front it's a mountain and a, no, but you're interested, aren't you? I mean, not really, but oh, a I high can, pressure system. Does that do anything for you? No, but I, okay. no, but here's something. Mm-hmm. When I lived in New York, I did always put it on the weather channel. You would actually watch the weather channel like an old person. Did that not just come up with, uh, on our episode with Kurt, uh, Brattler? Did it? I don't know. Yes. I immediately forget things now, so maybe. This is such an excuse for not paying attention on that episode. I sit and take notes. I know. <laughs> well, clearly you didn't write that down. Um, I'm bouncy. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we were just we were just talking about how old people watch the Weather Channel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would put it on the Weather Channel, and uh, for the tunes, for just like it was just like my, like that was like my fire. In my TV, just friends, but the, it I, I just would like park it on that and just let it. Play. Were there like uh, news meteorologists that you liked a lot? No, not really. It was just in the background. But I did okay. also audition for a show on the Weather Channel. 
Uh, they flew me out to Georgia for one day. I didn't know there were shows. First of all, either. I don't. I don't know if they ever made. Was it a game sh- show? No. That's a good idea, though. I pitched that too. I've had two good ideas really? sitting here. Yeah. I don't know that they. Oh wait, you would pitch that show. I think they, I think the Weather Channel should have a game show. Should have a show. Yeah. Um, so what was the show you were going to host? I can't. I'm trying to Come remember. On. I don't know that they ever made it. But what was the idea for a show that's on the I'm Weather trying, Channel? I, that's what I'm trying to remember. Was it was I'm it a blanking. show in which you tell people the weather? <laughs> it was just the weather. Yeah, that's your, you were trying out to be a meteorologist. <laughs> it was just the weather. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. Oh my gosh, it was like weather related stories. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like big, like they'd recap like great hurricanes of all time. So. It, uh, I feel like it was probably like weather-related pop culture stories, but maybe not pop culture. What I know was, like that, when Trump threw toilet paper at people in Puerto no, Rico. I mean, like, what, was, what's the? This was that's not pop culture. What was, would be a pop culture weather story? Like? It was twelve years like ago. The movie Twister. I don't know what we're going for here. I don't. I'm trying to remember because this is. Let me tell you my memories of it. I was sitting at like <laughs> a high top table, two seats, and they rolled the teleprompter over. And I was like, deliver. I mean, it was like an extreme close up. And I was like, delivering it like to camera, like off the side of the table. That is my only, me- only memory of it. Um, you know what? I can look in my emails. This is recently. <laughs> no, I just don't ever clean out my emails. And you think you kept the email from the Weather Channel? I do you do you uh, delete your emails? I think I do delete my emails. That's smart, Tony. Do you delete your emails? Uh. Depends. Some sometimes I will when because uh, I've been having the issue of Gmail getting kind of full lately. Yeah, so I'm going yeah. back and cleaning it up. Yeah, I, I, they they broke me. I finally paid. Did you? Because the podcast. Because I, I was sending these giant files. Like, yeah, yeah. They really worked on me for years, though. Yeah, it's they been happening me. a lot lately yeah. for me. Let's see. So it would it have been? I usually have Turner? close to zero emails in my inbox. Oh my god! But I I have files on the side that I shove them into. By the way, just just an FYI, uh, Wikipedia says there are four main types of programs on the Weather Channel. Weather news programs. Can we guess them? Wait. Oh, sure. Are they... Uh, Documentaries. Rain, snow, <laughs> sleet and hell? Yep, nailed it. I'm uh, going to say it's like... These answers are not exciting. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But it, it gives a, it gives what I was more getting at was to tell you the uh, specific specials that they've had that it mentions. Specials such as 100 biggest weather moments, Ooh. top 100 weather moments, <laughs> and Coast Guard HMS Bounty. Well, oh, that, that sounds, sounds like a good. show. That does sound yeah. good. Oh my god, I really want to find this. What HMS Bounty? That's I feel like every ship is called HMS Bounty. What, I don't know what that means. I don't know. It's, I can't. There's nothing to click on for that one. But it's not. If it was England, that would be like His Majesty's Service. But in America, it must mean something. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Bounty always too. Again, that's always can, a. You can click on some of the other ones. You can't click on that one. Why you call a boat a bounty? <laughs> this is. I'm not being a good host right now, but I really, really want to. find You're playing this. Candy Crush. Is what's going on. <laughs> Is that something? I'm booking my next guest. Okay, let's see. Is Weather Channel Turner though, or is it? It's owned by Byron Allen. Now I know that's that. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very wealthy. This was prior to that, so let's see. Yeah, that was only a few years ago, I think. Weather was it Turner though? Does anyone know? I'm looking at you, um, both you guys. 
I'm looking at older I know, stuff. You know, I, I've never been interested in the weather. I just assume it's going to be basically what it was the day before and dress that way. Hmm. So then you're saying I should be a meteorologist, but then you wouldn't even turn tune in? That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I'd root for you. I think that would be, you know, there's lots of things I don't tune in for. <sighs> I like guess. Like my friends who, I don't know, do theater. So, <laughs> you you don't like any live theater? I actually really like theater. I don't know. I just a cheap joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, but it is annoying, especially in LA where people do do theater and the... I don't know why, because there's so many good actors and writers here, but the theater quality in LA is not great mm-hmm. compared to New York or Chicago or right. London. Or, yeah, it's right. I don't know what that's about. So let's catch up. Okay. Well, no, I'm I'm trying to let's let's organize my thoughts here. Okay. You might want to use the pad. Uh, yes, okay. Because <laughs> we've truly canvassed the genital region. We covered that. Yeah. Mine. Um we haven't talked about yours. Nope. Are we going to? I don't think so. I mean, oh. I, I don't think I was interested. But I feel like for okay. equal time. All right. Just. Fine. What kind of situation? We're, we're back on um, pubic hair, which is in yeah. general my genitals. Just pubic hair. No one's listening anymore, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just pubic hair. Just a, a, an every so often trim in general. of. I feel like that's standard. Standard. So just standard. Yeah. Okay. Like nose hair, just uh, just yeah. keeping things in check. Tidy, just a tidying. Yeah. And not even that's going too far. Just uh, yeah, keeping things from going crazy. Okay, got it. All right. Oh, did you know? And perhaps you do know because you now have you. I don't know if you're a columnist or you just do some writing for the AARP. I learned. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I've written covers for that magazine. Congratulations! I interviewed George Clooney for the cover <gasps> of AARP. That's so cool. And the interview started with him going, "AARP, what's happened to your career, man?" Yours. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> he struck me down so fast. I didn't have time to think of that. But yeah, that's right. That's cool that he knows your career. Like, I made him dinner at my house once for a Time Magazine cover. I've written a couple stories about George Clooney. But you and George go way back then. Yeah, he came over to my uh, house. I made dinner. Because this is the one thing I'd never seen in a celebrity profile was them come to your house for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, and so he came. And um, at some point, a beeping occurred in the house. And I decided to ignore it because George Clooney was over for dinner. Yeah. And he's like, what's the beeping? He's like, is it it coming from your attic? I'm like, I don't know. I've never been in the attic. He's like, you've never been in the attic? I was a handyman for years. of life? (laughs) (laughs) He may have been confusing his characters with his real life. That's a good point. No, I think he was a handyman in real life and on the facts of life. Probably how he got the job. Yeah. Not just by being handsome. (laughs) Uh, And he made me go under my house and we got this big ladder. And he went into my, drunkenly went into my attic with a flashlight in his mouth like a real man. And I, I never went in the attic again. I just called it, called it the Clooney attic. And wow. then he couldn't find anything. And he sat back down. We were eating. And he realized it was from under the table. There was one of those monoxide. A carbon monoxide? Carbon monoxide was running out of batteries. And it just happened to go off when Clooney was there. So we, But it was under the table? You know the ones you plug in the wall? This is a while ago. I, I didn't know that there were, were ones you plug in the wall, but that's good they have those. I'm not, I don't live this fancy life that you live. <laughs> Where we have ones that are attached to the wall. Yeah. yeah. No, now they do seem to be part of the fire uh, 
code. The smoke alarm. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's this what ours are. That. Yeah. Um, but yes, you've written for the ARP too, is where we're getting to. No, no. Oh. That wasn't what I was going to say. Oh. What I was going to say is now, did you know that they mm-hmm. recommend colonoscopies starting at age 45? I had a colonoscopy. Have you had one? No, I have not had one. Oh, um, my. Oh, boy. What is that foreboding? Oh, my. It's a thing. Well, I just feel like if you're going to lower the age from 50 to 45, maybe make a little more noise about it. I feel well, like they're gatekeeping okay, that information. I, they're not. Or maybe I'm not talking to the right people because my doctor like said it in this like offhand way. And I was yeah. like, why am I only hearing about this now? Well, the, there's a lot of what's going on. There's a lot of conflicting uh, okay. discussions right now in the colonoscopy community. And you know so, this because you write for AARP. Um, or just because... It's mostly the Teague's podcast where I'm getting okay. the same part from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, yes, they've lowered the age. It's very important because they'll find things. However, like many medical things where they check things... Then they find things. They don't know oh. if it's necessarily always good to check so often. So there's a, there's right. a disagreement in the medical community. As like, there is with all of these kind of like screenings screenings got it like maybe because they're fine because they're doing the screenings they're finding things and then that pushes their hand to have to do things there you go but ultimately it wasn't necessary yeah i mean we're we're past you know the days when they're checking to balance your humors and killing like it wasn't that long ago that doctors killed as many people as they helped right but we've got we've gotten much further but we're still not at like the star trek thing where they just put a scanner over you and figure out what's wrong so there's a, there's a little dance there between, mm. yes, they backed up the age because they're finding colon cancer is younger now, um, either because they didn't know before or because we're eating like crap, don't know. Um, but also, like, maybe too much intervention. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not capable of telling your listeners when they should get it. But I did have one. And um, How was it? Have you ever heard Steve Martin talk about? Mm-mm. So Steve Martin used to get together with um, Martin Short, Tom Hanks, and a fourth friend who wasn't famous. So let's pretend he's not even there. Mm, to and, me, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. And they would get their colonoscopy scheduled together and get together the day before to hang out, play poker, etc. Now, the thing is, the day before, the colonoscopy is nothing. They give you the Michael Jackson drug and you... That's I'm looking forward to the drugs. People love that. Yeah. Profanol? Propofol. Propofol. Yeah. That's, a, that's hard to say. Propofol. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you. but you said it really well. Well... Yes. You've taken the propofol. I've had propofol, but my personal favorite is Verset. <coughs> Excuse me. Verset, which I believe they also give you. And that one. That sounds like just a lovely vacation spot in France. Yes. Verset? There's a drug? Yes. that It's also called midazolam. That's better. Yeah, that's its. Uh, the other one didn't sound like a drug, Verset. Verset is the brand name. Really? Mm-hmm. They midazolam always have names is... like the other thing. You right. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a. Uh, that was great. Diazepine. Yes. It's a. Uh, Diazepine? I was going to say diazepam, but that's... Diazepam. No, diazepam is... Um, Pam? Pam. I like, don't know anything about drugs. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd <laughs> alert. Um, diazepam is Valium, I believe. That's not what I meant to oh. say. Um, oh, my I know, God. I know that one, Valium. What's the from name the Lou of... the Reed song. What's the name of the class of drugs that like... Opioids? Xanax is in. No. Oh, it's the other one. They're really... The dangerous one. Yeah. They're all dangerous. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't believe I'm having a big brain fart on this. It's a scourge. I've heard people talk about it. Yeah. And it messes anyway. with your dopamine, right? No? 
Well, I don't know, perhaps, but anyway, it, permanently. Um, but but Versed is it it like it totally relaxes you and uh, makes you forget the procedure, and it's like used in in office IV sedation. Um, and so I did IVF, and they use that in oh. the egg retrievals and things like that, along with little propofol, and it's like the most relaxed, best feeling i've ever had in my life so that's the one i look forward to and my understanding is they use that one as well in oh, colonoscopies i think i got the michael jackson one that's propofol Pro- yeah propofol did you feel relaxed or did was it just like they turned your lights well, out it's the and only time on? no i'm sorry i've gone down i've been put out twice mm-hmm. i was so scared the first time oh. the whole idea of it just freaked yeah. me out like really kind of more tense than i thought i'd be and i got there and they put it in your arm and i was really freaked out and the guys like count down from 10 and like, i got to like nine yeah and then you just wake up and i did not i was the rest of my week was not good after mm-hmm. they knocked me out for the, the that time oh because i was just i don't do well with those kind of drugs uh-huh. I just, do you feel nauseated yeah juice stomach and like also just like kind of <laughs> out of it and i just I did not like that feeling but the propofol i guess they don't i guess it depends how much they give you for this mm-hmm. stuff so they, yeah. I guess they didn't give you that much because they just put a camera up your butt it doesn't take very long i think and then um i woke up and i ate lunch i was fine so oh. it's no big deal. So the operation itself is quick and no big deal. Yeah. And um, you can watch the footage if you want. Very entertaining. But the prep, you've mm-hmm. heard, you know. Yeah, it's a bunch of laxatives, right? No. Oh. No. I mean, you drink a lot of laxative stuff. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. Oh. What are we yeah. talking? Well, they now have pills, which is why they no longer, the oh. Tom Hanks group no longer gets together. But they used to have to drink I drank this inc- incredible liquid, which was basically mining salts that they uh, put some like purple sugar into. So it's like the worst Gatorade of your life. You drink tons of it. Ugh. It's not great. It's quite unpleasant, but it's what it does to your body that is so unbelievable. Like it's nothing like you've ever experienced. Like your um, gastro, what does Cheryl Teague call it? Gastro. Gastro. System. Your gastric system. Gastroenterology. What does Cheryl Teagues call it? <laughs> anyway, your insides mm-hmm. t- just turn inside out. Yeah, but not in a way that you feel or have control over. Okay. They just dump. They just have been sent into this spasm that you don't feel because you don't have any nerve endings in there. And they're just doing their own thing. And you're not even aware. Like you'll, you'll just go to the toilet. You're like, I don't even think I'm going to the bathroom right now. And your whole insides come out. <laughs> you're like, what? I didn't even. Like, well, it's, if you don't feel it, that sounds good. But the the lack of uh, control, yeah, it's just like you're basically spending a day mm. within a couple of feet of a toilet. That doesn't sound so good. It, it's and it's not. It's the shock of it. Yeah, is like, oh, I didn't know that one could, one's body could just do its own thing. That mm. nothing to do with the, with your mind at all. Do you know when it's happening though? Like you're aware, you need to. You're your- where you need to, but then you're not. Yeah, at some point, it's just like. Doesn't it begin to get uncomfortable, or no? What kind of uncomfortable? The whole it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Which kind of uncomfortable? Like, like crampy and no. Your, does your butt start to hurt? No, because there's no uh, friction. Because it's just um, liquid. It's all liquid. Yeah. It's just dramatic. It's un- <laughs> it's like oh, I've had all the things. I've had constipation i have a diarrhea i know i know the range this is outside the range mm. otherworldly yeah diarrhea it's, it's just like knowledge about your what your body can do that you didn't it's like a trick's been played on your body <laughs> that you didn't know it could be played on it 
Huh. Anyway, you'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) But they didn't find anything for you. They always find something. Yeah, they found some stuff. They carved out some stuff. And they tell you to come back like two weeks later. For another one. Um, This is like my ARP podcast. Yeah. And how did you start writing for A? When do you when do you start taking the money out of the 401k? Is that the next question? <laughs> <laughs> how did you start writing for ARP? For you know, Euro? ARP has an editor, Bob Love, who Wait, why do I know that yeah, name? Yeah, that's why. Because he was a great he is a great magazine editor, but he ran men's journal for a while. Mm. He ran like either Esquire or GQ. I don't know, but he's just a magazine editor. It's been around for a yeah. long time. So he became the editor. He hired a bunch of other editors he've worked with before. And one of them called me. That's so cool. Is that so cool? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> this is why you can be a meteorologist. You can react to the information that elderly people are now That's working for the ARP. That's so cool. Um, I don't think... The second biggest magazine in, in the country. Is that true? After Costco Connection. Oh, really? 100% true. Where does Westways rate? Way up there. That, that's the AAA magazine. Yeah. Or the Western version of the AAA magazine. Oh, I wonder what they call it. I don't know. Eastways? Yeah. Southways? Have you written for any in-flight magazines? Yes. Because every time I take a flight, which is not that often anymore, I'm always like... They're going away. Really? One of them... One of the major lines already got rid of theirs. The other ones mm. will soon. Yeah. So what happened was I finished my first book, Man Made, A Stupid Quest for Masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I had not, uh, I was like, I need to go on vacation with my family. So I called, cold called or cold emailed to in-flight magazines. I was like, do you want to just send me somewhere? And they both said yes. And I went to uh, Panama for like American, I think the American one with my family. Your email was probably more fleshed out than that, right? It really wasn't. It was just, I'm Joel Stein. Do you want to send me somewhere? Yeah, it was desperate. <laughs> and they were like, sure. I was like, what? Yeah, I was very surprised. Um, Did you include links to your work at least? I don't know. Probably. Probably. I don't know. That wouldn't have worked. I think I just, I don't know. I don't remember how I pulled it off, but they just sent me to Panama. That's great. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I wish I had done more of that. Um, yeah, because, well. I got a magazine to pay for my honeymoon. To the Maldives. Wow. It was crazy. Which magazine? I don't think they ran the story ever. Oh, wow. L, I think it was. I need to do more pitching. No, I, no, I, no. Any. You I need a time any. machine to go back to the 90s. <laughs> I know. And then do some pitching. No, you don't want to do this now. How much do any... This is interesting conversation for one person and that person is me. How much do... Mag, I'm not asking about AARP, but like how much per word do magazines pay at this point? Oh, now? Yeah. God, Do they I, even? I used to, most magazines, I used to make so much. Most magazines used to pay me $4 a word, like, which was more than most people got, yeah. but not as much as some other people. But no, but $4 a word, that's like amazing. sex in the city plot point. Yeah, yeah, it was about. good. Now it's nothing like that. Um, now it's somewhere between one and two. No, I'm not asking what you get paid. I'm saying like, well, if you're making one or two a word, that's actually like decent. But it, but that's still but like not doesn't, doesn't keep the lifestyle no. up. There. And there's less of it too. There's it pays like a third or less, yeah. and there's less of it. Right, right. Um, sorry, I, I just to be clear, I, I was not trying to ask you what you're getting paid not, for. I, I was asking. It's so funny to me that like the um, like American culture is like we can't talk about. Money. I know. Let's talk about our pubes. <laughs> money is so uncomfortable for people. I don't get it because I don't like have any association with what I've been paid and 
my value, not as a yeah. person, but just as, as to society. Like I've seen no cor- correlation between people's success and their money. Yeah. Like I've done incredibly, uh, I've done things that I thought were successful and didn't get paid much for. And I've done things that I lost a ton of, someone lost a ton of money for me, like some network and mm-hmm. I got paid a ton of money and I, and I, I know I didn't deliver any value. So I just right. don't feel like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, the music industry is where I first learned this. There was like some Entertainment Weekly story about some band I loved, like the Jayhawks or something. And it was about how they had zero dollars. And yeah, I just find in life there seems to be no correlation. Yeah. Um, that's a lesson you would probably want to pass down to your son, Joel. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that make them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, Joel, do you think that uh, money correlates to value as a person? Or like, um... You know, what was it like having George Clooney over? Well, that's like a more specific one, probably, but you get, you get what I'm saying. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I gave this to my dad. I uh, thought that I knew every single story that my dad had told because my dad is like a raconteur. And I, like I said, I thought I heard, I knew every single story of my dad's because I thought that my dad's the kind of guy where it's like when someone new comes in, it's like, oh, hey, fresh, mm. fresh, you know, new audience for you, for your stories and your jokes and all this. Um, but so it was amazing via StoryWorth to hear stories that I had never heard before and to learn things about him that I didn't know. And then I love that, like, I have this uh, beautiful book to treasure and pass down. Uh, with StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash best friend and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash best friend to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay. I feel like we have not fully, I think it's good this far into a podcast to f- introduce my guest. <laughs> <laughs> Time Out New York, where I used to work as well, but we didn't right. know each other then. Time Magazine, where you had a weekly column that was so funny oh, and so good. You. I loved it. My sister and I used to read it all the time. And oh. then I forget if I mentioned this to you, uh, one of the times I had you on the show. We were in Las Vegas at meh, meh. What hotel starts with M? Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. Bay. That's a, MGM? The other uh, um, Is the Mandalay Bay the one that also has like a four seasons in it? boutique no, like the M Hotel. Is there an M Hotel in the Mandalay Bay? It may have been the Mandalay Bay. They have a boutique hotel on the front that's called something else. Well, wait. Were yes. you ever at the Mandalay Bay? Like, for sure. 15 years ago? Yeah, I used to stay in the very hotel you're describing, which is okay. the one attached to the Mandalay Bay on the front. Then, yes. Yeah. that's We saw you there. And you oh. were like a celebrity to us because oh. we read your column every... Yeah, I didn't... I wasn't... Was, was I with a hooker? <sighs> I think you were by yourself. Oh, that's sadder. Just walk walking by. Okay. Yeah. Um our mom was competing in what? like a a poker tournament. Oh. Really? Yeah. Is she a, a very good poker player? Um 
in like a an amateur way, yeah. Oh wow! I mean, she doesn't. It's not like she does this all. She doesn't do celebrity poker tournaments or anything like that. But like, she's like surprisingly good. Wait, is she a celebrity? No. Okay, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what the word celebrity means anymore. You just throw it around. That was weird. In my mind, celebrity poker tournaments also have regular people in them. Is that not the case? Maybe, but they probably have. I guess a, a what I mean to say is that's what I mean. Yes, yeah, she doesn't do that. But for you, some reason, she was at a she was doing a poker tournament. Playboy there. staked me once on one of the World Series of Poker tournaments. Oh, so I played in one of those. How it, was that? It was on a cruise. So it was also involved being on a cruise. It was really fun. And I did exactly how you think someone who's not very good would do, mm. which is get, I, I made it halfway through. Yeah. Because I wasn't good enough to like take the risks. And oh, wait, but I'm more interested in you seeing oh, yeah. me. As so anyway, yeah. we saw you and, and we were like, oh my God, that's still sign. Because <gasps> we were both such fans of I your column. Imagine. That's such an exciting thing for me just thinking about that. Yeah, we were such fans of your column. (laughs) (laughs) We were such fans of your column. And then when I found out that you had worked for Time Out New York and I worked there, I was so excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then this I know we've gone through though, because I oh I know. Somehow we connected because I had you on my silly Daily Allison talk show that I did when I was in New York. Maybe because I met you at that thing in L.A. at the Grove. Had I already had you on my show in New York? What was the thing at the Grove? There was something where, like, entertainment-y people meet up <laughs> at the Grove. Oh, my friend Pete Hikes thing. Yes. Sorry, yeah, at night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At um, the farmer's market. Yes. Yeah. But I remember was... meeting you there and you saying, I feel like you live in New York. And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, That's my way of saying you look like a Jew. <laughs> no, but we had already met. Yeah. So I must have York. already yeah. had you on my Daily Allison Where show. Where would that have been physically? Uh, it was over iMessage or something like that. It was like a video thing. Oh. I was doing that. I, I invented that. I invented oh. Zoom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wait, I need, I'm so sorry that my ego is so desperate. But I, the, You need the, more details? The odds, I just don't know what it would be like seeing <laughs> me and being excited. Like I'm trying to figure okay. out how that plays out. Okay, like, so, you say to your sister, I think that's the Time Magazine guy. Yeah. No, we were like, that's Joel Stein. Oh my God, that's Joel Stein. That's what it was And like. then you move on to the, that's it, right? You're like, it's not like, should we talk to him? Or like, why does he look like that? Or he's so short? We or, knew what you looked like okay. because- didn't you have a website? Everyone has a website. That's a weird question. <laughs> well, in my mind, this were is... you the guy who had the website? <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean, in my mind, this is so long ago. But right. no, I guess this I is... had the first website. <laughs> I guess this makes sense that you would have it, and it wasn't even one that like played MIDI music or anything. When you... no, I wouldn't know. How yeah, to do that. yeah. <laughs> it was like a counter that went <laughs> oh. up when you logged on. Like you're the hundred. <laughs> 111th person. Um, right. So you had a website. We knew what you looked like. Okay. And we thought you were so funny. Um, yeah. And you just, we were just like very excited that we saw you. No, we didn't consider talking to no. you or anything because you were a celebrity and we yeah, were just yeah. like a couple of dorky girls. I would have thrown something in your face. Yeah. yeah. You're busy. You were the first doing time busy someone walked up to me. Stuff. I was, I was pretty new to time because I had this column and someone, I was at uh, a Whole Foods near my house in, or my apartment in Manhattan, and someone walked up to me and said she liked my my writing. And I remember exactly where I was. It was that fruit section near the buying bananas. <laughs> and I kept her there so long. <laughs> 
that she was just trying to get away, right? Much like Clooney in my house, because my wife, he stayed so long, my wife was trying to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. She's the only person to ever trying to get rid of George oh Clooney. She started, she started washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did not get the hint because like no one's ever done that to him before right. in his whole life. Um, but yes, yeah, so I kept this one at the banana, banana stand. No, there's no pun here. But I, for a very long time, because I was just so excited. Yeah. Much like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever asked a fan if they want a picture? Was that a, was that a pube you just took out of your mouth? <laughs> you had a long hair you just pulled out of your there mouth. Was, I felt like there was something in my mouth, but there, nothing came out, okay? <laughs> I don't think it did, at least. <laughs> just unraveled for a long time. So I figured that's what it was. I don't think anything actually in my mouth okay. anyway okay yeah so this is why you didn't talk to me at the manly bay <laughs> yeah there might have been so anyway but what i think i'm trying to remember how i, I was standing on that very Mandalay bay perhaps that same hour when uh the chris harrison is that the guy who hosted um bachelor? the bachelor yeah came up to me um and that very little small area because we e the tv channel e at some mm-hmm. point asked if i would host something and he would produce it so we had a bunch of meetings with e and stuff and at some point we guess we comfortable enough with each other and i was like this is insane like clearly you should be hosting and i should be producing he's like yeah it's like he had messed up messed up the whole idea of like he's the brains and right. he's the body yeah, i was like <laughs> it was like a freaky friday situation did you end up doing it but, uh, no they never bought anything oh, yeah, oh but we had a lot of meetings yeah i mostly go to meetings <laughs> <laughs> so wait sorry what were you at the mandalay bay for i used to then? i used to do a lot of writing people kept sending me to vegas to write stories i wrote two covers for time magazine on mm-hmm. vegas and then i guess that gave me the cred to start writing a bunch of other stories and i really like vegas so i wound up just like, going to vegas a lot and my one celebrity friend lived in vegas who was robert goulet so i hang out with robert goulet at his house and like go to dinner and then report in vegas how fun yeah it was so you did all the time stuff um and then you wrote the book that you mentioned wrote two books yeah and then in defense of elitism yep which uh i had you on in january yes. of 2020 or february right before the pandemic yeah uh and in defense of elitism which i i, I loved that book oh thank you you were talking about how i mean this is year a few years ago now but like how popular this is about to get a little bit heady real fast and then we'll go into other stuff um populism is like potentially going to dismantle democracy has it no it hasn't yet but i'm still scared okay yeah do you feel like we're in a better place or worse place than we were Ooh, much better place i mean than we were yeah during the trump so. presidency i guess so as far I as forgot, democracy I is concerned yeah i feel i, I mean I, just, time is confusing to me i definitely feel at least in america the fear dissipating a little bit but you know it's certainly still there um but yeah i feel like there's been some rejection of that although the way people reacted to january 6th was very surprising um just being pretty okay with it yeah i didn't i wouldn't have guessed that that surprised me it is surprising yeah because it looked bad on tv at least i'm sure if you were there it was fine (laughs) fun even (laughs) um and also the the way that the Paul Pelosi thing is kind of not really being talked about right now. And I, just the- I hate the fact, and this can come back to the arson thing. I hate the fact that like if someone is murdered, it's a huge deal. But if someone just is incompetent at murdering, no one cares. Yeah. Like someone tried to kill Nancy Pelosi. 
Right. Like that seems. And it's they, not even really being reported that no way. No one. It's just jokes on Fox News about it. And yeah. I was like, I don't. This seems like. It, right. Why is it not being. Like once you start having your leaders attempt. become assassinated, things. Honestly, things get really unstable real fast. I think yeah. people don't. In America, which isn't that old. We're like three Bidens old. Mm-hmm. Right. People don't appreciate like the fact that lots of countries get become unstable real fast. And, and that could happen here. And and what does that look like um, as far as just, just living your life and getting stuff done? Because yeah. it becomes difficult. Yeah. Agreed. And who, if if someone's going to come to a hammer, and I, I, I'm not a partisan on this, like the way Ted Cruz has been attacked and treated scares me too. Like the way people protested outside of Eric Garcetti's house and threatened him with his wife and his kid there because he wasn't defunding the police. Like who's going to run for office? Like, just crazy people at this point. Like, would you do it? I wouldn't. I used to. I never thought I'd run for office, but I used to like think that was a noble thing to do or a reasonable thing to do. Now I think it seems just the worst. Kind of thankless. But well, man, scary. Even, yeah. Right. Like I think about like if I were Ron DeSantis and I was like, I'm going to run against Donald Trump. I'm sort of putting my life on the line. Like there's once Trump starts coming after me, there's no telling like what his followers will co- will go do. I don't feel like that's safe at all. Mm-mm. Although Ron DeSantis's followers, maybe they'll aren't get violent they pretty too. Similar. I don't know if he'd sick people on people the same way that. Yeah. Trump. Maybe he will. I don't. I don't know what anyone's capable of. Every so often, my wife will like ask me, like, "Do you think Trump's going to?" And I'll just stop her. I'm like, I don't know what goes on in that guy's head. Like, I have no clue. He could oh, do she anything. should come over here and ask Daniel a question because he like. I should bite my tongue. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I will. I, I'm saying I should bite my tongue because I'll ask. This is. Are you going to talk about your kid's circumcision by accident again? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. I will. I wish this just sounds like I'm bitching about my husband. But do what, it. What the hell? that's what we do here. Bitch about my husband. Isn't that the title? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll ask a political question because he's much more plugged into politics than I am. Sometimes I will want to ask a political question of him and I'll just want like a bite-sized answer. Mm -hmm. Like, could this happen? And I just want a short yes or no. And then it, it just, the answer becomes so long and so detailed with a lot of ants, a lot of chunks of answer that have details that I don't, with references that I don't understand and I don't know. And like to try to tease that out is like, it's just like at this point I'm like, it's, it's like when you're in the bottom of Wikipedia and you're clicking on links and it's like, Oh my God, like I'm four hours in at this point. Like Like, that conversation about flathead syndrome. Yes. But boring (laughs) like that. But if it were boring Um, and it's just, it's so it makes me like not want to ask. Do you want to ask me? I don't, I don't know what my question is at oh, this okay. point, but, I, but I'm saying... Just call me. You don't have to write now. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean right now. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying if she would like the answer, but she won't get it in a succinct way, she should ask my husband because he would never, oh, she might, uh, he she, would never say, I don't know. Oh, she might like that. Well, this would be a weird wife swap kind of yes, thing. Yes! This is we- <laughs> such... This is a political... Oh my God, this political is such a wife swap. wonky... Let's pitch this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> This will be a podcast. To whom, though? <laughs> to 
To whom is this interesting? With the Crooked Media Network. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll hit them up with this, yes. this fascinating Have podcast. Have you done any of their podcasts? Like, uh, Been a guest on? No. I feel like we should be on Love It or Leave It. They should have us on. Yeah. Someone make that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> I, done. It's done. Um, okay. Of all the uh, stories you've had on your show, all the guests and story. Oh, oh I was going to ask which is your favorite. You can't choose a favorite. We're only five or six in. Yeah. You yeah. have you. How you many know, have you recorded? I did. There's. I, I'll pick a favorite. I don't care. Oh, we did one. Um, I think episode four was this guy uh, who wrote a story for Wired magazine, in which um, LARPing. Yes. Did you hear that one? Uh, yes. Okay, you didn't not, hear the, whole not thing. the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so but, obvious but it's on a, my face. Well, when you <laughs> when you interrupted your own yeah, I think I got it from that. <laughs> I'm a oh. professional reporter, so um, the story is about this thing called Nordic LARPing. So LARPing, as, as we know it, is you dress up like an elf and go in the woods and hit people with foam swords and stuff. Right. In no, in the Scandinavian countries, they're super into LARPing and they do messed up LARPs. Like there's a gang rape LARP. There's a uh, post-nuclear so apocalypse LARP. And they take it really seriously. And there's like some kind of secondary school that focuses on LARPing as their theme. And there's government money for LARPing, I think. There's government money for everything, so that's not Secondary much school is like high school? That's the thing. I thought it was a high school, but I think it's like some post-high school thing. I don't oh. know. I was hoping you wouldn't like push me DeVry. on the details. Okay. Um, it's not quite a college. I couldn't get it. Okay. Let's call it a high school. Sure. I'm going to feel better that way. And this guy went to a gay conversion camp, LARP, and he's gay. Mm-hmm. But he was just doing it because he was in Norway anyway, and he just wanted to LARP. And it was four days of pretending you were at a gay conversion camp. And he had a, they gave him a character and he had to so act it out. It was, it, it messed him up. It was crazy. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that he would choose to do that. He was a little cavalier about it. Like he writes about games and religions mm-hmm. and stuff. And so he was just like, oh, I've always wanted Nordic LARP. I'm going to be in Denmark. I'll sign up for this one. Right. But I mean, it's weird that he would choose that it, one. It was weird he wound up with the gay conversion one and he is gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, I think he had very supportive parents, it turns out. But okay, it still good. messed him up. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever LARPed? No, I was a, I was a big Dungeons & Dragons player as a kid, but when I heard about LARPing, I was like, this is too nerdy even for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, and then I am curious, of all the stories you've written, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite? Everyone asked me that, and so I should make up some answer, right? Yeah. And I should pick one that people will think is crazy, right? Well, well, I can change the question. Yeah, sorry. No. What what one was uh the hardest? You know the the longer something is, the more it requires structure. So like books are way harder than mm-hmm. articles, cover stories are way harder than columns. Um movie, I've written a movie that was way harder than writing like a sitcom. Just the story structure is hard for me. So that that's where I run into challenges. Um, the hardest the most fun challenge I ever had was like I had to show up early in the morning after the the New Year's Eve it was New Year's Day of 2000 and I had to write this cover for time on the year 2000 and uh, I had walked in there was like 10,000 pages from every bureau time made every bureau file 
So I would walk in, like consume all this information. I had sent someone on a plane uh, at midnight because everyone thought planes were going to fall from the sky. And I sent someone to be in a bunker with people who had like collected millet for a year with their family as Y2K went by and didn't happen. So I had to just, I had like three hours to like take all this information and turn it into an article. And that, I don't know, I like that kind of challenge of writing. That sounds so stressful. Yeah, but not, it's a different kind of stress. Like when you write a book or a movie, the the anxiety of not knowing if it's good and all the options, like the stress of just typing fast, I I greatly prefer. Mm. It's like, I know the task. I know my limitations. It's like a haiku. It's like, this is, I can only do this so much and I'm going to see what I can do. What would you do with millet? I asked them that question. It's because I just think of like bird seed. Yeah. No, we've, we have a little millet in our house. It's like a, you know, it's like quinoa or one of those things. You're like, I should eat that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just remembered that I have segments on my show. You, it's gay. We got to, got to move. We got to move. I got uh, do you need to be somewhere right now? No, I need to leave in like uh, 10, 15 minutes. No, but that's totally doable. All right. We have a segment called Just Me or Everyone. It's just you. Um, do you happen to have a Just Me or Everyone? You know, I thought about this. Okay, good, because we, we have a song. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, yes. so you're watching pornography. And what is it with you? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I, I barely started. <laughs> well, I know, but I just feel like... I feel like it's just me or is it everyone? It's a safe space. <laughs> and you're supposed to say something that's very real, that you're wondering if it's just you, and you attacked me. The fr- I got halfway through, not even, and you went right after me, like full dog fangs right out of me <laughs> the incisors came out you were waiting it wasn't it didn't matter what i said you were gonna attack me hmm. what is it with you is that what you went with <laughs> my god this is have you done this to other guests they're like <laughs> is it just me or when i take my meds what is with you <laughs> taking meds <laughs> this is the whole point of this segment is to attack people Clearly, they reveal something. That's not how therapy works. I am so sorry. I don't know what happened. I am so sorry. Let's move on to the next segment. No, I'm so sorry. You blew it. No, I'm so sorry. That was uncalled for, and it was unfair. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know what happened. I don't feel safe. (laughs) I think it's something for me to talk about in therapy. Yeah. Please continue. I promise I will be very kind. After you murder a man <laughs> and the body starts to decompose and you're not, mm-hmm. you're not sure what to do with it. You used, you've used the lie. You've used all the chemicals and still those stains. No. So I was thinking, is it me or is it everyone that you watch some adult entertainment? Is that better? You know, but you, and you're Please. finished, uh-huh. you're finished mm-hmm. and then you're, you hormonally change and you're in a different mindset mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And you have this incredible guilt about the fact that you didn't, you didn't pay for it. And all these people worked so hard. Oh. And you haven't given them any money. Is that me or is that everybody? Oh, interesting. So an economic guilt sets in. Yeah. It's definitely not just you. 
I know that because I know that you're they're, so they're supportive. Uh, <laughs> you're such a warm, supportive, <laughs> kind person. By the way, I didn't. I never even introduced you, Tony. Uh, we all know who Tony to. is. Hi, Tony. He's the warm one. <laughs> the one who makes people feel okay. Welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Good to be here. Great to be here. I think that's a new record, by the way. I know yeah. it really is. Uh, no, I just I know that there. I know that like ethical porn is is a thing yeah. for, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But beforehand, I don't feel like I want to pay for it. Right. Of course. <laughs> it's like the opposite of dinner out at a restaurant. Wait, what's, what makes porn? What's ethical porn? Well, I think that's like, uh, maybe maybe I'm mixing it up here. But I, I thought like it, it is like making sure people are getting paid. Like they are like mm. charging for it. And then, mm. and I think they're like. Fair trade they, porn. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the like treatment of the. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Uh, better. Got it. I don't. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> <laughs> right, like we were talking about a term that I was not familiar with: ethical non-monogamy. E N M. It's called divorce. <laughs> um. Okay. So what you're saying is, you feel the guilt that these people that they that these people performed for you. Yeah. But you're talking about just like on a on a moving on on moving images, like you did not right in front of you, like you watched a clip or something. Right? Oh, you can do it uh, with moving images now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh. That doesn't just have to be. I'm 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 mostly talking about wooden carving. It <laughs> doesn't even have to be cuneiform. <laughs> um, So wait, who would I'm I'm sorry. Who would you have who You're trying to be nice is what's who, happening. No, That's no, why no, it's so no, slow. No, I'm honestly okay. confused. Who would you have given the money to? The the people who made the, you know, like in the old days when you'd pay for porn. Like you, buying it. Yeah, with I see. money. Yeah. But that doesn't It's all free now. Right. Yeah, but lots right. of you the, the think about podcasts. He, yeah, but there's no ads. I feel I know how this is working. It's not right. And I w- and the thing is, I could go pay, but then it's on my credit card, There's and I don't ads. really want that situation. Oh, there are ads. You're right. Mm. There are ads. I'm not paying enough attention to the ads, but you're right. <laughs> oh, this is this may make me feel but better. Are you talking? Yeah, because you're not like yeah. ripping it or getting a torrent of it or something. Are you? I don't know how to do that now. Yeah, it's not. I like mean, I did in porn- like 1999. Yeah. Right. I don't anymore. Um, you're right. There's ads. Yeah, so I heard anyways. Everyone's, yeah. <laughs> everyone's made whole. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. That's great. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad. Thanks, guys. Well, now I know it's just me because I hadn't just done the basic math. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Because <laughs> where my mind went was, but whoever you're, if you're, if you're paying I, for I don't it, think is they're, the talent even making the money? But I, I don't, I think it is being ripped and I think the ads aren't going back to the talent. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's right. Yeah, yeah. but if it, if you do your if you do Tony's ethical porn, I got I look into. Thank you guys. I'm gonna look into this ethical porn. Sounds boring. I'll look into the ethical porn. <laughs> Did you know, Greg Fitzsimmons, my childish co-host, yeah. co-host on podcast Childish, and the host of Idiot Savants. Yes, which you were on yep. with Dave Holmes. No, or he, he was also on separately. Was on. Okay. He was on a different show, but yeah. He, we haven't talked about this in a long time, so maybe he's moved on. But he was super into. Hidden camera Japanese massage parlor <laughs> porn, <laughs> but believes hundred right. percent mm-hmm. that it's all real. Yeah, I can't speak to that. That's not my thing. I 
I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's. I've never seen it, right. and I can speak to the fact that there's no way that this spe- is real. Specifically, in so many ways, not my bank. What are all the ways? A uh, hidden camera, Japanese porn, all the ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't, don't want a hidden camera thing. I don't. I think that just. I want. I'm more into someone like uh, the boldness. Like what? What fascinates me about porn is just like. It's so different from me. Mm-hmm. It's someone, uh, it's like seeing Iggy Pop or something. I'm like, you just have no fear. Like, you're just bold. And if right. it's like, I don't want to sneak up and watch, yeah. I can do that with myself. I don't need that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have also never seen it, but I guarantee it is not real. Well, I think you should hold Check off your judgment until you see it. I'm Tony, not, yeah. have you ever seen this? I have not, but I, uh, I did want to ask if either of you were aware of, there is a, I'm confused. It seems like this wouldn't have been shown, but you can find these like just on YouTube. There is a Japanese show that was the they would have contestants doing karaoke, and then they're like they're the lower half of them is behind a curtain because a girl would be down there jerking them off while they're doing karaoke, and their goal would to try to be able to still finish the song. Oh my gosh! That's a, we should pitch that too. <laughs> <laughs> just rip it off yeah yeah or like the american version of it for, for sure yes yeah who are we pitching this to john lovett <laughs> okay yes um sing it or leave it <laughs> all right and do you have a hey go fuck yourself oh i did i thought about oh but yeah you're not gonna like this either no i i reserve i i check my judge it's now a safe space again again i don't know what came over me it was so intense <laughs> was, your eyes got fiery i don't know what happened yeah. it was weird mm-hmm. i cannot honestly just to be a little bit too real clearly i was projecting in that moment oh what's going on or no not projecting yeah. it was a transference react whatever it was something's going on in your life about this yeah but i don't know what it is but oh, clearly like okay. whoever i was yelling at yeah. you were not you yeah. in that moment yep and it wasn't fair you didn't deserve that <sighs> thank you i don't know that i feel I'm healed okay, thank good. you uh this is the go fuck yourself yes i don't like people texting me i do not like Texting, I find it interruptive. I find it, um, I don't like to be with my phone. So I don't, I don't, I've told everyone in my life that I don't like to be texted and none of them listen. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. There's like two people in my life who didn't text me, but everyone else texts me and I don't know. Uh, and again, it's an unreasonable request because mm. this is like, it's like asking not to be part of modern society. But, um, but I do want them all to go fuck themselves. Hey, hey. Go fuck yourself. How do you want them to communicate with you? Well, you've made some assumptions already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still, I'm fine with email. I, I just, I, um, and I feel like this I, text confuses me because I feel like the whole movement for, starting with the millennials was to, uh, what's the phrase when you control the time when you watch the thing? It's all, um, you, you know, like it's all, everything's on demand, right? You mm-hmm. you order your food on demand. Yeah. You um, watch your TV show on demand. Like you're not on someone else's schedule. So I feel like email is on demand. I respond to you when I want to. You respond to me when you want to. We're all on our own time. But the texting, everyone wants it right away. It, inter- oh, right. it, it inter- I mean, my notifications off, but it interrupts you mm-hmm. when you're doing something. And then it gets buried. So I don't even remember which ones I answer and which one I don't. People are trying to have a conversation with me that I'm supposed to remember. Like, it's not interesting enough to remember this conversation that I'm going to come back to. Right. Yeah. I would not have done well with online dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 
I don't understand texting. I don't understand emoticons. And I don't understand the young people. <laughs> Do you and your wife communicate via text? Sometimes, but I, um, I don't love it. I use Signal sometimes. Oh, what is that? It's like a double encrypted text thing. But I only do that when I don't want to send an email because I'm afraid that... I'm, the Sony hack messed me up because during the Sony hack, there were just tons of people who worked at Sony whose emails were suddenly searchable mm-hmm. when, it, when it all got put on by WikiLeaks. Um, and there were just normal people who like worked at Sony or communicated with Sony whose like personal emails were now searchable. So like there was one guy who was like daughter was anorexic and then everyone at her college knew. And it just seemed like... I just don't want to be talking about my friends or relatives with my wife right. on email. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, Joel Stein. I got real old manny. Got AARP in the very end, didn't it? Um, no. Okay. It got. It got. Um, a little too real for you. No, I'm just honestly, I'm I'm looking at the time, and I am yeah not wanting to keep you from wherever you have to go i'm gonna uh take my wife out for dinner it's our um dataversary is that something that that adults are supposed to do probably not it's the day of our first date that's so sweet yeah it's daniel and my half no it doesn't matter no you don't get that no half half anything isn't yeah fine (laughs) (laughs) um look i'm sorry i yelled at you thank you I don't feel good about it. I'm okay. Okay. Uh, If you'd like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, Leave us a nice comment. Five stars, please. It helps out the show. Tell your friends. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I am on Patreon, and it's rude that I'm doing my plugs before I've done all of your plugs, Joel. And don't worry. I'm going to swing back around. I'm going to get all of yours in. Don't you worry. I'm here to see you. Thank you. Be yelled at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm on patreon patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen uh bonus episodes of the friend zone that is my patreon bonus podcast there's a level where you can text me and i'll text you back not everyone hates texting like joel no, that's fine for them. yeah and yeah. people love it uh and all sorts of other fun stuff i'm on cameo and listen to my other podcast childish and upworthy weekly my lighthearted news podcast that comes out on saturdays and joel where can we find you and what should we listen to i am on google plus and i am on uh myspace and i am <laughs> on uh only so and, those are yeah the main spaces and then uh, my podcast mm. story of the week yeah and they can find you at the mandalay bay with chris harrison i haven't been there in so long I went out uh, to interview Dana White for the Financial Times magazine, but I, I didn't stay at the Mandalay Bay. Mm. Stay at the Venetian. I feel bad now. You cheated on them. I did. I moved on. But uh, yeah, just uh, all, uh, the only place to find me is this podcast. Story, Story of, of the, week. the Week. Listen to it. It has a great song and it's a great podcast. And Tony, where might we find you? Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton <laughs> and uh, my show Bizarre Albums every Tuesday and I'm gonna be playing drums with Jonah Ray doing the his Weird Al punk covers at the Sardine in San Pedro on the 22nd oh and my god Zebulon in LA here in LA on the 23rd that's a great place Zebulon yeah I like that place oh, I've never wow. I've never uh, gotten to play I've only uh, only been there so yeah did you see Weird I did watch it a couple nights ago yeah a lot of fun yeah I agree yeah really fun nice well thank you so much thank you for having me um 
And thank you for apologizing. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.